Welcome back to the Field of 68 Best Bet Show presented by Bet Rivers. Jim says, hang on, he's out of here. Just me and Matt right now. We'll we'll take it down, Matthew. Jim. <laughs> Jim's getting his USA ball. Ooh, there we go. Ooh, Welcome to another show, the uh Wednesday version. Yes, my days are very mixed up. Still a little Portland hangover for me. Uh, the USA, a great win yesterday over Iran. Ugh. Loved it so much. What a game. I don't even like soccer that much, but I was enthralled with the matchup. Learning a lot watching the sport. Really hard to score is my is my takeaway there. Speaking of takeaways, Jim, any takeaways about basketball you want to discuss from yesterday? Man, I don't know, Kai. I was, I was pretty mostly dialed in on the soccer, but uh, Baylor, maybe not the number two team in the country. That is, that is <laughs> a realization I had. A team we were really high on in the preseason because we love their guards. And their guards did this to Marquette. They handed them the ball constantly. 16 times in the first half, Marquette completely put them in the hurt locker, destroyed them. Really impressive effort out of underdog Shaka. He made good on the uh, ATS splits we talked about yesterday. But, man, it was a little about how bad Baylor is, too. That That was very disappointing to see, Matthew. Yes, uh, defensively, I have concerns with that team, Jim. Uh, my observation, though, Mr. McKeon, is a macro one. The home teams and these non-conference tilts, the uh, kind of the marquee power conference ones, uh, very well last night. So home court, the revenge of home court. We kind of talked about how it's like a little bit of resurgence this year. I think we're seeing that so far bear out there. Secondly, as observed by Mr. Matty B in the chat, unders got murdered yesterday. Efficiency, very high. Points, points, points. Just something mm-hmm. to note as you're looking at totals. Yeah, we we over leveraged on unders the yeah. day that it was the most efficient day in the entire season. Yeah, wow, you Roll, actually you hit, my, hit my takeaways there. I, I had whoa Baylor written down. I had bad days for bad day for unders written down. It was the most efficient day of the season yesterday across the board. Amazing, uh, and then also the ACC. They currently lead the Big Ten ACC Challenge. That's right, the conference that everyone's talking about sucks. The ACC is beating the best conference. Well, second best conference the Big Ten currently in a head-to-head matchup. We'll see if that continues today. Some tough matchups on the slate. We are talking about a few of them. In fact, let's talk about one of them now. Ohio State at Duke kicks off our show. Matthew, the resident Dukey, you know I'm going to you first. My take, Ohio State has looked like the better team, but the spread's high. Uh, Duke hasn't proven it. Shouldn't be a 5.5-point favorite. I think Ohio State's legit, man. I'm with you. I think if you have to get involved here, I would take Duke first half. Um, I do think they're just going to play better at home. It's kind of a lazy narrative, but you know the best performances so far today have come at home. They beat a very good Jacksonville team handily, but we saw some real issues in the MTE, Kai, and that's why I'm not confident enough to lay the points here, Jim, because I am thinking Ohio State may not be a bad fade as a young team, not a lot of depth, first true big-time road game, but Duke's kind of shaky instability right now is why I'm hesitant to back them. Yeah, Ohio State coming back from the island. That's one of your favorite little angles, Matthew. I mean, it's been a while. They last played out there a week ago, so perhaps there's nothing to that. But as you mentioned offline, the other teams that have come back, Arkansas, Louisville, uh, have not covered. I think there's another one. Uh, Kai, you mentioned, I forget who it was. Uh, But so maybe there is something to that. San Diego State. There you go. Well done. Uh, so maybe there is a little bit to that. Um, I do think Duke's going to be much better at home. They're super young. Mm-hmm. I think they don't really know their roles. But I do fear Holtman being smart enough to change defenses. Talked about how Xavier didn't, and Duke was able to feast against man-to-man. I think that's how you mess with this Duke team, yeah. is you force them to think and figure out different ways to score because they don't have that many ways to score right now uh, with some of their young guys not really 
being along. So it is a little too steep. If it was like three, I would have taken Duke, but uh, up over, you know, four and a half, five. I will stay away. I'm intrigued by the under because of the the defensive changes that I think Ohio State will bring to the table. Uh, and Duke is just so much better on that end right now than offense, but yeah. uh, not strong enough to recommend it here, Kai. It is interesting that after flip, Filipowski, Ohio State is the best freshman on the floor. That's Bryce Sensabaugh. Yep. And you could really talk me into Ohio State has a better collection of freshmen currently uh, than Duke, which might be mm-hmm. a bit of a hot take, but they've been excellent this year. Sensabaugh, Thornton. Thornton. Yeah, Thornton's basically likely 2.0. Uh, they look very similar on the court, similar size as well. Uh, the key, uh, excuse me, the key for Duke is stopping Zed Key, and he's going to face a lot of resistance. Edie killed Duke inside, but Fremantle and Nunji really struggled. Duke does have size. Lively is a pretty good shot blocker, despite his fouling tendencies and his inability to score on offense. Yeah. Matt, you kind of said it with Holtman or maybe it was Jim switching defenses. He has the coaching edge here, in my opinion, until I see more from John Shire. Yep, it is Ohio State's first year road game. I do believe in the island hangover a little bit, but it's also Duke's fourth game in less than a week. Ohio State's had some more time off. There's a lot of different angles here. Ultimately, I think it's too high. I think five and a half is a little bit too high. I lean towards Ohio State. Next game, North Carolina at Indiana. Man, speaking of high, this spread opener, Jim, was like seven, six and a half, seven. Way too high, in my opinion. I, I understand how bad UNC has been looking this year and how good Indiana has. But, gosh, you would have told me that preseason. I, I would have laughed in your face. Baycott, iffy. He looked awful late in the game against Alabama. Apparently, he was hurt. Spreads down to like five now, I think. Who you got? Yeah, I mean, TJD hasn't been 100% this year. He's dominating. His stats are ridiculous. But he had that yeah. thumb thing that was bothering him. So maybe that they can neutralize each other in the paint, uh, he and Baycott. I think seven was nuts. I took some seven, Kai. I thought that was crazy. Um, the market agreed with us and, and bet it down a little bit. I know, yeah, it's it's very easy to hate on Carolina at this point, but that, that felt like a bit of an overcorrection. Yeah. You know, Indiana's got the Xavier win uh, on the road. That was rather impressive. So they aren't untested per se, but uh, I think this will be a pretty good battle here, Matt. And I'd have a hard time laying the points with Indiana, just given how talented UNC is. And I think they can play up in a game where it's like, all right, let's let's put Portland behind us. This we're focused on this one. I, I would take the points here. Yeah, it's seven, six and a half, maybe six if you were sharp last night, hawking the overnights. But at four, where it's painted right now, man, like that place will be rocking. Um, IU at home, like UNC with this very serious systemic issues of Caleb Love completely hijacking late games. Like if this game's close, like the edge goes to Indiana, you could certainly see Indiana blowing. IU out of the water. I I just can't see UNC like coming out and emphatically dominating a hypercharged Indiana team. So you kind of play out the scenarios. I just think IU might be the right bet at the current price now at minus four. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's gonna be close. I I think UNC UNC should be able to stay in this game. They've led late in every game they've played, and, and yeah, they are point. arguably more talented than Indiana when you just look at them on paper. It's very close. Now Hubert Davis is not a good coach. He's just not. Uh, his late game execution is brutal. Uh, he didn't know Iowa State played a one three one, etc. I'll never, I'll never forget that one three one quote. I'm going to mention yeah, it again in our podcast. The most misguided. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, however, UNC inside is tough. Betty Ako crushed them, uh, and if Betty Ako crushes them, TJD yeah. and Race Thompson are going to have their way with them inside. Um, UNC it is, is kind of five at Bet Rivers, by the way. I want to mention that. Yeah, yeah same four. So. UNC is playing their fourth game in a week, just like Duke. But I think this is the type of game that they really show up, Matt. I, I think they're hyped. 
I know Indiana's high, but I think UNC is as well. Motivated UNC is a really good team. Maybe Caleb Love goes supernova a la his games with Duke. Um, TBD, I think five is a little high. I think it's close. Indiana probably wins late, but less by uh, less than two possessions. Next game, Rutgers at Miami, Florida. My number lean Miami, Matt, but a healthy Rutgers is a scary team, in my opinion. I need to see what they look like with McConnell and Mulcahy back in the lineup. Who knows if they're, if they're full strength, if they're going to be limited. We'll see. What do you think in this game? I think it's the first time you'll see them at full strength. McConnell came back last game. Um, Mulcahy's supposed to play tonight, I believe. He's playing, um, I believe. Yeah. But like his first game back, I'm not like going to expect. I mean, he, Mul- he's my guy. Let's be very clear about that. I just don't think he'll be like at his absolute best. A little rust, maybe. I just like the matchup better for Miami, Jim. I, I really do. Uh, they can space out Rutgers. They can drive him. And I think Omir, while he struggled against big time competition historically, I think he'll be fine against Omer inside. I don't feel like this is like a 30 and 15 complete demolition ball in the paint. And I think Miami makes enough shots at home, uh, trying to respect the home court in these non conference, uh, cross conference tilts. So I'll give the edge to Miami. I did lay the three. Interesting. Yeah. I, I respect the home court. That, that's more what's keeping me off Rutgers. Uh, I think throwing McConnell at Wong really short circuits a lot of what Miami wants to do. Like maybe the best shutdown wing defender in the entire country, mm-hmm. reigning Big Ten defender of the year. Uh, and it seems like he's ramping back up uh, so he he can hopefully take away Wong there. But then the paint does concern me a little too. You mentioned Omir. He's been really good against power competition so far. Like the Maryland-Providence games, like really solid. Yeah, Providence, but- he was good. Those guys aren't like seven footers like Omori. Like, yeah, I think massive. he is a, a different breed. And maybe I'm like going back to this well again and again until I'm, I'm wrong uh, repeatedly. I just think Omir's going to struggle a little bit with a true seven footer. I think that's like some of the stuff that he had issues with in the past. Uh, he's their highest usage guy right now over Wong, over Nigel Pack. Kind of surprising. Um, so if he's not able to have a huge game inside against tough interior defense, I think that hurts Miami a little bit. Uh, so I stayed away here. It just because of the matchup and the way I think Rutgers can defend Miami. Also, yeah. Kai, real quick, Rutgers away from the rack. Bad. Not good last, not good last year. Yeah, then and I agree. That I think that's what Jim was kind of saying too. That that's what's keeping me off Rutgers. Because yeah. I think the matchup does favor them. I think Omari or Morier uh takes away Omir inside. I think McConnell can take Wong away. And that's huge. Miami hasn't looked that good this season. I mean, they snuck by UCF. They have not looked very crisp this year. Uh, but Rutgers on the road, no thank you. Stay away from me. Next game, the last Big Ten ACC challenge, I believe we're talking about on the slate here. Oh, no, there's one more at the bottom. Michigan State at Notre Dame. The injured meets the bad. Jim, Sparty is missing Malik Hall and Jaden Akins again. Uh, they matter. The alternatives are pretty bleak. The depth is thin. They barely beat an injured Oregon squad with these with this team. That's not a good look. But Notre Dame's look terrible. They have literally not played a game yet, and they have uh, one of the shortest benches in the country. What do you think? These teams they're they're going in such different directions health wise. Like if Marcus Hammond is back for yeah. Notre Dame and he's potentially back Niagara transfer, he's not like a superstar, but it gives him another playmaker, another shooter. That's kind of the strength of this team. Adding more to your strength, I think, is a good thing. Uh, and, yeah, Notre Dame struggled to get away from inferior competition, and they lost to St. Bonaventure. But I, I think they can play up here against a six-person Michigan State team or essentially six or seven. Um, and, and, yeah, just the the injury stuff. Like, Michigan State did beat Portland. Uh, 
but they were hot, man. I watched that game and every mid ranger went in uh, Jeremy Holloman, every three he threw up went in. Uh, I just don't know if that completely sustains over to a road game uh, in the joy center, which isn't a terrifying place, but Not like Matt all. said with the, with the Miami game, I still respect home court and these, these challenges and my splits betting wise so far, I'm way better on home teams than away teams. No surprise there. Uh, so I actually kind of like Notre Dame here, Matthias. Am I crazy? No, I kind of agree with all of that. I just don't quite trust them yet because they haven't done anything that's impressed me. Like I, I know they're they're not good as a large favorite inherently, so you could argue that they actually might play to a higher rating uh, technically as of you know when you're playing a light competitor. But I, I just haven't seen anything to trust this team enough to back them, Kai. So I didn't stay away. Line feels sharpish to me, right around short favorite Michigan State lane one and a half right now. So no play. I think they were pretty poor as a big favorite last year in non-con, and they went 15 and five in the ACC, like playoff yeah. games. Just have no depth. Like they get worn out and they can't defend as is. So it's just yeah. not a good, it's not a good. So Soko could go nuts. Like they just don't have an interior defender without Atkinson. Yeah. Their home court's weak. We've been there, guys. I mean, it's not. Well, the Joy home Center, home. I think it's fine. I think it's solid. It was, it's, it's solid. It was a terrible home court, in my opinion, guys. Okay. I mean, this I isn't football. Fine. This is basketball. They, yeah. I think Sparty's way better right now. Um, if they were healthy, it'd be a no-brainer for me, but Agreed. I'm staying off because of the injuries. Um, lean Sparty still. All right, Chat Mob Part 1. What do we got here, Matthew Cox? Uh, a flurry, baby. Kai, Will Missouri, a lot of conference games tipping off today and uh, tomorrow. Let's go to Bradley, Northern Iowa, Mr. McKean, the Valley. He says he likes you and I's resume. A couple people are actually looking to take the Purple Panthers at six, six and a half. I'm on the other side here. What are they saying? Sorry, I missed your question. Sorry. Bradley, Sorry. Northern Iowa, your thoughts? I can, I can uh, feel that. I, was I lean towards Bradley. Yeah, uh, I think Bradley yeah. can, Bradley could work them, is my take. Because Rink Mass is back, and you and I has no answer inside for him. And Bradley's a much better team. Yeah, Mast, Mast wow. had like 12 and 6 in 17 minutes. I'm sure he'll ramp up to like 25 minutes in this one. Yep. Northern Iowa still without Nate Heisey. They're not yep. full strength, no depth. I, I, I like Bradley there. Sounds like a we versus mob game there. Yeah, I think three people I saw were on. Uh, pro- I yeah, I mean, at the price well now, I think it, if you like them, I think now's a good time to hop in. Though. Timing's everything, Kai. Uh, Matty B asking about Drake, Indiana State Gym. Another Valley game here. Short favorite Drake on the road. Fascinating matchup. Two great offenses. What do you like? Hard stay away. Um, yeah. I've, I'm trying to figure out Indiana State still. Love them early in the season. Really, really shaky in their MTE. I think they went 0-3 against the spread with an outright loss. Not great. Um, and Drake has looked pretty solid and is getting healthier. So I, I closer to betting Drake than yeah. short, short dog, Indiana state, uh, but staying away from me. Yeah. Nothing there for me. So Kai um, USC is the easiest card on the bet tonight per Scott H. I think you have a take on this one. Well, I don't like the confidence. I'll tell you what, uh, I hate when that confidence, some, Scott, when you respect the gambling easy, gods. It's not humble easy. yourself. Unless it's, it's against Louisville. Unless it's against Louisville. Louisville. However, I do think USC is the play tonight. Um, minus nine and a half is getting to the point where I'd probably pass on it. But Cal, who are they playing? Oh, Cal. Cal, okay. Cal's own yeah. seven. Well, Cal's yeah. terrible. Could Cal's be the worst terrible. power team, even worse well, than like Louisville and Florida State. It's very possible. Yeah. Um, USC should have no issue with them. Cal's one advantage over team so far. They're really big. They're like they're seventh in the country in height. USC even bigger. Take yeah, that advantage right matter. away. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it could be a bloodbath for USC. 
just continue to attack Cal, Louisville, Florida State. I, I just don't see any reason why you need to. Th- this this knife is falling sharply. I will say that the lines always knives. seem like, man, can they really be that bad? Like Louisville yesterday, is really is Louisville really a fifteen? Yeah, took point Louisville dog? small. I that was so. stupid. Yeah. Yep, Did they you? can be, and they are. Uh, Jim Connor Platt asked my UTEP New Mexico State. Um, a lot of bad juju surrounding this game off the court. Um, so I kind that- of out of respect stayed away. From the uh, yeah, well, well the whole the, the New, Mexico New Mexico State, New Mexico State, no New Mexico State, but like New Mexico State team, like Greg Hard issue like a full statement, and like it seems very weird, um, tough situation there. I don't they know. Don't like so that's one side of the coin. But this yeah, is a big rivalry game, and they they uh, played earlier this year, correct? Second meeting, big rivalry, no travel really, yeah. unless Crucis and El Paso are not that far. Um, I just kind of like UTEP more right now. I think they're they're more fully formed. Both teams turned over their roster big time. Um, yep. I, I just I just like Golding in that team. I still think they're a little undervalued. Um, so I would lean that way. Uh, yeah, UTEP won the first one by three at home. Now they're on the road, so maybe scared of the revenge angle a little bit, but we'll see. Kai, Scott H. also liked UNC Wilmington, and I agree with him on this one, playing a Coastal Carolina team I'm just not a huge fan of. It's my best bet. UNC There's, no chance, UNC there's Wilmington. no chance Matt Newton is your best bet. Matt, I had no, no idea. idea. I love finding out on the show. It's fun kind of being like listening along with the followers and the mobsters. It's a good like vantage point. Even though, to be clear to the to the listeners, it is in a group text that Matt can read. He's a right. part of it. Yeah. it, it intentional <laughs> ignoring. He's like, this isn't important. I'm not going to look at this. Whatever. Uh, UNC best w, bet. There plus it is. one. Best bet. Coastal is not very good this year. Um, they're waiting on Antonio Day to get eligible. He's due for like mid to, mid-December still. UNC Wilmington's also continued its luck streak from last year. They're 13th in luck this year. On I like stay hot, stay lucky, year. baby. Stay lucky. I have extended thoughts there, but I won't go into it. But they don't turn the ball over. They get to the line. <laughs> Those are two really good things. And that's why they win a lot of these close games. And also, guys, Coastal's free throw percentage splits are hilarious. They're making yeah. 85% of their free throws, which would be the like highest of all time. And their opponents are hitting 51% of the free throws. Which will probably be the lowest of all time. It's only through two time. games, all right. I just it I saw a two. Small sample. Yeah, three small sample. Three games. Three okay. Games. But yeah, I just it's think, pretty wild. I just think Wilmington's a much better team. Coastal, shaky ball handling, blah, blah, blah. Wilmington plus one, best bet. I'm with you. I hate whole string best bets. I like revealing them spont- spontaneously throughout the program, but mm-hmm. uh I will usually go rogue on those things. Jim tease. You got they tease. keep the people waiting. No, no, they're good. They got their goods that I can get out and get on the rest of their lives. Jim Nash, I can only assume is Steve Nash asking about uh, Chattanooga tonight, minus six and a half against Tennessee Tech. I certainly lean the fighting Dan Earls. Yeah, I'm I'm on the mocks, uh, minus six and a half. I, I, Tennessee Tech has had guys in and out of the lineup. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of them. And I think this Chattanooga team's kind of putting it together. I know they, they lost at home to Lipscomb, uh, but then they beat Murray State, which is a really impressive effort. Um, I, I like backing Dan Earl when he's against the coach I don't, have a ton of respect for Pelfrey. I don't know that the Golden Eagles are going to stand up here. So Eileen, the mocks. Love that. Well, South Carolina, Jim, the guy he replaced, Lamont Paris. Actually, I'll go to Kai for this one. Another one from Connor. George Washington minus three against the Gamecocks who are struggling. It felt high to me. And I like George Washington, but it felt high. Man, my my gut immediately George Washington. And yeah, I, I can't explain right. it, but I like George Washington you. here. Uh, I just don't think South Carolina is any good. And that's yeah. that's kind of long and short of it. I did not take this game, um, but I do lean towards the GW. Uh, probably still no Michi Johnson for South Carolina. That's likely, likely Chico Carter plays. Uh, both those guys have been out with ankle injuries, but Paris has been pretty clear that Johnson is farther away from playing than Carter is. 
Jim or- Lorenzo Bros. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, Lorenzo Bros. Got two. VCU Vandy and New Mexico St. Mary's. The former, I like the under. The latter, I like nothing. I'll start with the latter because I think New Mexico is like the most pick and roll heavy offense in the entire country. And SMC is like incredible at stopping the pick and roll. They're so disciplined. They know how to play two against the ball and not help off the wings. I think New Mexico is going to have a really hard time with that. Um, And they had not I guess they won at SMU, but I think it's going to be a tough road game for the Lobos. I lean towards the Gales, but the number's getting up there. Another one. What, which one did you say you like in the VCU? I like the under VCU under. I like the under two. It's been bet down. I still think there's some value. Unders without Ace Baldwin have been just money the last two years, and the market's caught on to it, but maybe not strongly enough. I also kind of think VCU wins without Ace, but I prefer the under if I'm betting that game. Line felt short. But Jameer Watkins might be out as well. Right. If he's out as well, VCU's not scoring. Yeah, offense looked pretty horrid. Um, Kyle, last one. Sorry, the long little mob round here. Rick White asked about Montana State, Southern Utah. Not a conference game, but it used to be a conference game. I think two semi-familiar foes. I did take the uh, fighting Danny Sprinkles, the Bobcat Small, as a short dog. Yeah, I liked them better when they were like five. They're down to plus two right now. Can't recommend it's two. That, oh my yeah. goodness! Okay, I didn't see yeah. two. I thought it was three. Okay, down to yeah, two. two I like Montana State at the higher number. Both teams are pretty good. I, I, I don't have like a hate on either one of them. Yeah, but I'm staying away with the number. Yeah, two. Uh, yeah, that's low. All right, part two. Part two, here we go. Hey, hit the like button if you don't mind, guys. We got a lot of people watching. Not as many likes, low percentage of likes. Let's get those likes up, please, if you don't mind. And we'll go into Kansas State at Butler. Well, Jim, of course, my number said Butler right away on the opener. Knew that was going to happen, but I passed. I think the depth issue is a real thing for Butler. It's catching up with them. They only have eight players. They still only have eight players. And K-State has looked pretty good. I'm not convinced they're awesome yet. They didn't cover against Cal, OT in Nevada, barely beat LSU, whatever. But I'm a little bit scared about uh, of them in this matchup. Yeah, I took Butler small. Uh, I think they're going to be solid at home. Hinkle's a tough place to play. But, man, I'm, I'm really coming around on Kansas State. I, I think they are legitimately good, not just, like, feisty and spunky. Like, I think they could make the NCAA tournament uh, as an at-large team. So I can't like super strongly recommend Butler. I think it's up over two points now too as well. They've taken a little bit of money. And without, I mean, adding Hughes to the the injury report that already included Jalen Thomas and Ali Ali and Miles Wilmoth, and they're just getting really, really thin. Uh, so that's that's a problem. Um, so Maddie, I still like Butler. Uh, I liked him at one and a half small, but it's, it's risky at this point fading K-State. It's just annoying. I wish Butler was healthy. I'd, I'd probably have a bigger bet on him, but I did take Butler small. I can't feel confident. I think they really just crumbled late in that third game of the MT because they had no depth, as Jim talked about. So, like, I don't know if that result was, like, such a scarring effort. I, I didn't like the Tennessee game. I thought they compete more with the Vols in that one, to be honest. That was upsetting. But I'm going to stubbornly back him again here, Kai. K-State is better than I thought. I'm with Jim. I don't think they're this good. I still remember there was a time when they were tied with Cal with two and a half minutes to play. Yeah. Um, and they got a four point play to re-extend the lead and then ultimately blow my cover. That's another story for another day, but I just don't think they're that great. That's all I got. Uh, worrying. I'm worried about K-State's ability to force turnovers. They've done it very well this year. Butler's been shaky. I've talked about how Chuck Harris is wild with the ball. He he is. Yeah. He, he scares me with the ball. He's a walking turnover. Uh, Lukosius hasn't been very crisp. Weirdly, Eric Hunter hasn't been very good with the ball this year. I thought he was kind of kind of going to be the steadying presence for them. The adult in the room. The adult in the room, if you, if you will, Jim. 
but there's no match for Keontae Johnson. There's none. Butler doesn't have a wing that can guard him. Um, so it's K-State for me in my head, Butler in my heart. Full stay away. Good luck on your small bets, gentlemen. Thank you. Yeah, I think DJ Hughes would have been huge to guard uh, Keontae. Yeah. Yes. Yes, indeed. Next game. Richmond at Toledo. Unsurprisingly, the market was, Matt, a bit of a, a downer for us because Kim Palm has this game, Toledo minus one. Naturally, it never sniffed minus one. In fact, it opened three. It's now four, four and a half in favor of Toledo. What do you think, Matt? You're on your Rockets? Uh, I am. It's my best bet, Kai. Minus ah. two and a half first half. I like spoiling the best bets early. Toledo's fader anonymous. Toledo faders anonymous. Why can't I say that? Um, it, it's time to put an end to that. All right. It was a good little two game run for you. And then they woke up the last game that NTE dominated Northern Kentucky. Injury concern with Tyler Cochran is a pretty key piece to what they have. Not an overly deep team, but I still think they're deep enough and they're just better. Uh, this line's just too short, plain and simple. So Toledo with a fiery incendiary first half, I think we get there. Yeah, I won't fully step on Kai's toes with, with Matt Grace being out. I think he's got the more solid point around that. Uh, I just think Grace is a better option against Toledo than Neil Quinn because Grace can guard a little on the perimeter and Neil Quinn cannot. And Toledo's got two bigs that can just light it up from deep, space you out, open up driving lanes. I think that's going to be a bit of a problem uh, for, uh, to, for for Richmond. So I, I like Toledo as well. I like Matt's first half bet because you don't have to worry about the depth, maybe a lack of depth catching up. So go rocket ships, Kai. Yeah, I love them at home. Shouldn't have any issues scoring. Richmond's offense isn't that potent this year, so... A little bit tougher to punish Toledo's bad offense or defense, excuse me. Their defense has been pretty bad this year. And yeah, no Matt Grace, or at least him being iffy, um, has me leaning towards Toledo. So Matt Grace might play tonight, by the way. That's my worry. He might play. I I think Matt Grace might play tonight. There's a chance. So yeah, that does matter. Who guards Burton? That's my question. Toledo's not a wing-heavy group. They have to outscore Richmond, basically. All their opponents. Usually they do, except for that weird MTE they had with the MKC. Uh, okay, next game, Providence at TCU. Matt, I didn't write much down for this game. I just wrote down, it feels like too many points, but... Yep, I agree. I'm a little bit scared of TCU. I'm scared they might have hit their stride with that Iowa effort. Yeah, they have injury concerns, though. Um, like, you know, I mean, Miles, I don't know if he's, if he's 100%. Miles is playing. He's, Mil- playing. Miller, he's fine. Miles was dominant last game. Yes, yeah, he was. That's true. That's fair. Okay, I'll Miles give you that. And then well. and Ball makes his debut tonight, I believe, right? His From his suspension. Yep, confirmed. Um, okay, so maybe it's not as injury uh, marred as I thought. Clearly, there's some momentum on that end for the Horn Frogs. But Kai, just how good Providence is as a dog, right? I mean, they play in close games every game, it seems like. Um, and TCU as a favorite hasn't been good this year. So I just don't trust him. I think the lean here is Providence. Yeah, I think Bobak is actually really important. He's their best perimeter defender. He's long. He's really disruptive. He lets Miles move off the ball at times, which makes him a little more dangerous offensively, not having to carry as much of a creation load. That's huge. Uh, but you guys mentioned Providence. Uh, I got the I got the numbers for you. Ed Cooley at Providence, eighty-seven and sixty-four against the spread, fifty-eight percent as a dog, pretty good. Um, so I, I stayed away. I, I I don't know. Like these teams are that close fully healthy but if emmanuel miller's not out there micah pv also didn't practice so he's a little if he's not the guys you're talking about matt but there is some injury concerns for for tcu um, i'm staying away it's close to just auto backing ed cooley as a dog like i should have auto backed shaka yesterday as a dog but yeah, right i'm sitting it out kai yeah it's fair. i do think ball is really important him plus miles 
full strength backcourt. That sounds pretty good to me. So yeah, I'm, I'm staying away. Last game on the rundown before a little bit more mob section, Purdue at Florida state. Well, Purdue was about the most impressive team at the PK 85 uh, in Portland this past weekend. They crushed everybody, including Gonzaga and Duke, Matt, Florida state. Are we on fade until proven otherwise with them? Purdue should crush them. We'll just see if they have a hangover and they give a low effort in this game. Yeah, I mean, this is just a simple handicap, Jim. One team is playing well, one team isn't. Um, how did that go with Maryland Louisville yesterday, right? How did that go with Syracuse, Illinois yesterday? Yeah, the line seems high. I don't care. I think you have to back Purdue here. Or if you want to be cute like me and don't bet anything, don't bet Florida State, though. Yeah, I, I bet Purdue. I'm not going to. I thought about making it a second best bet if I could have gotten minus 15, but it is 15 and a half at our wonderful sponsor, Bet Rivers. So I won't endorse it as a best bet. But I think they're going to smash Florida State. Like Florida State's defense is terrible. Their offense is just Caleb Mills throwing up mid-range jumpers. Purdue is way too disciplined to uh, allow any sort of easy buckets. And like Florida State just doesn't have the bodies to guard Edie. No one does. This isn't your typical Florida State with three seven-foot-three aliens. Um, I, I think Edie has a monster game, and mm-hmm. the young guards for Purdue are just like way beyond their years. I think it's similar to Maryland at Louisville yesterday. Big smash. I was going to look up, uh, I had Florida State's, yeah, 349th in defensive rebounding rate. Edie could grab 20, 25 rebounds in this game. Yeah, plus, yeah. plus first and Gillis <laughs> and Kaufman Wren. Like, they're yes. an army of bigs. Uh, okay, that does it. We lean towards Purdue there, obviously, 15 and a half. Yes, it does seem high. Uh, chat mob round two. Matthew, going back to you. What do we got? Uh, Harry asking about Hofstra and who are they playing? George Mason, Jim, yeah, the yes. fighting Kim English. Is, I know I probably have a take on this game. Um, yeah, my number actually is I, I haven't like ripped George Mason down completely, so I was right about where where this opened at. I, I kind of think there's points in this one. I think Hofstra's offense usually leads to points and it'll open up for uh, what George Mason wants to do. But I did not end up taking a side. Certainly, gut said the pride because. I don't love a Kim English coach team, but the pride blew it for me last time they played mm. had a clear lead and blew the cover. So a little, little scarred by that. Don't blame you. Kai Daniel asking about Drexel Lafayette. I don't have any takes. Lafayette's just better than I thought, I guess is my only ad. Lafayette's an amazing dog team an amazing underdog. Their coach is a genius. He's taking like 25 seconds off the clock and then he's playing offense. It's so Your guy Leo Boyle, baby. Leo, Leo Boyle is why a, is he not on our collage? That guy should be a collage stud. mainstay. Yeah, if he's if he's not Irish, I believe he is. Their point guard is he Boyle. is so he is Irish. Irish. He is the most Irish player. There I don't is. know if I, he's Irish. Irish. I don't know if he's from their point guards from Ireland though. CJ Fulton, he's a pretty okay. good player. Um, he does obviously. Leo Boyle looks and sounds Irish. <laughs> Leo <laughs> Boyle's dad works for Dunder Mifflin. He's from Scranton. So. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Um, <laughs> if true, Irish uh, descent. For Leo Boyle, but yeah, I, I would pick towards five. <laughs> I'd pick Leo Boyle fifth in my like YMCA pickup league. I, I don't care I, that guy's kid. I wanted to take uh, the under here. I ended up passing. It's 119. This this could have 60 possessions, maybe even less. I, I like I like Lafayette because of that. How slow it's yeah. going to be, and I I think they're like even with Drexel. I'm not that mm. big on this Drexel team. Jim Rick White Elon High Point High Point pretty good. Elon yeah. unclear. This is more of a closer to a mid-major version of one team's playing good and one team's pretty bad. Um, Elon had the one effort at NC State that frustrated us, but they've been kind of terrible in all other games. And High Point is better than I thought. They're getting uh, really, really solid production. They haven't even gotten Emil Flowers back from his ACL tear. So I, I would lean towards High Point just on current form. 
Uh, Kai, Pat Taylor, UCA versus Loyola. Um, I kind of like me, the uh, Purple Bears of Central Arkansas, while we're talking extra war games. That's my only thought there. Yeah, I uh, I should have taken this. I, I lean towards Central Arkansas as well. Loyola Chicago has looked terrible this year. Like, just so bad. Uh, I, I'm not <laughs> I'm not sure they should be a 14-point favor against anybody. Will Braden Norris play, play with his blindfold on still? We'll find out. Yeah, he's I don't understand that. Braden Norris it's, like he, is... it's like he just didn't really practice basketball this offseason. <laughs> he might not have. I don't know. He's been there he's for a eight while. 8 for he's... 34 from 3, and he has 22 turnovers in 6 games. He's horrendous this year. It's, it's weird. Um, our King Russ, Mr. Hainline. Asking about the biggest breakdown of the night. Obviously, Boston College, Nebraska ball, Jimbo. I like my Nebraska ball boys with Derek Walker back in the lineup. Maybe they're not so bad after all. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I watched them against Florida State, so that's probably going to really yeah, shade what do you my, like? Nothing. my view yeah. here. Uh, but they play through Walker a decent amount at the top of the key. He hit a couple back doors and uh, passes that were really impressive, and he's a good interior scorer. I think he's rather important for them. And BC still got their injury issues, but I do think they're better as a dog than a favorite. I don't know. I ended up sitting this one out. Hi, the Paris asking about Cal State Fullerton, Seattle. Redhawks are really good, better than we thought, because Cam Tyson has never missed a three in his life. And Fullerton's starting to regress. I did like Fullerton, though. Slightly lean that way. Yeah, slightly in Fullerton. I like the better at 10. It's nine right now. Going to pass, but lean towards the dog. It's, it's a pretty high number. Seattle Hi, right back to you. Oh, Greeks sorry. Be bear. Seattle got Greeks be bear last back oh, last yeah. team, and he played really well against Washington. The uh, the author poet, uh, just Renaissance fan, Riley Grigsby, uh, top five name in college basketball. Kai, back to you as I teased Riverside Calbap, big old rivalry down there in the valley. Um, where do you lean? I'm worried someone's on the other side here. I like Riverside, uh, but it came down to three. Now it's back up to four and a half. Be wary of these type. <clears throat> be wary of these type of moves, especially in the Big West. Um, so I, I, we'll see. I don't know why I moved it back the other way. That usually means it's a Calbap winner. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's good. Uh, Alati Max Jim St. Bonnie Middle Tennessee. The Bonnies are just better than I thought because Mark Schmidt can flat out coach uh, Middle Tennessee. I thought I loved them, and then they lost to Missouri State by twenty five. So now I'm confused. Yeah, I'm a little confused by Middle Tennessee as well. Uh, but the Bonnies are legit. Uh, I'm I'm really impressed with them. It's almost like they needed the refresh of the roster. Uh, it, it just gotten stale with the Iron Five that they had before. <laughs> so I lean towards the Bonnies there. I, they're a team that I'm just ratcheting up my rating of because Schmidt and the new pieces seem to work. So I lean their way. We got two from Cody K. Kai Southern Indiana versus Western Illinois. Um, the Leathernecks are kind of falling. Had injuries with Trent and Master there, and Southern Indiana covers every spread, it feels like. So I wouldn't bet against them. It's kind of my take. Master's fully back, but Screegles, yeah. It's yeah my they're just so good. good. I think yep. that team is legitimately good. really good. good. Yep, they make every shot, too. Uh, Jim, Yale Howard, I know you're trying to hawk down some injury information here. What did you find? I like that you said hawk, Matthew. That was Ha-ha. good. Yep. Elijah Hawkins, point guard for Got Howard, him. missed last game. They're also missing Shy Odom. Uh, the pretty impressive, like 6'6", 230-pound freshman, and I think Aquan Smart, the Maryland transfer. Uh, so down some guys, or maybe it was Dockery. might be Dockery. Uh, but Howard, a little bit shorthanded. They've been weirdly like a big-time under team this year. I kind of like the under between these two. Uh, last chat mob question, basically a parlay into best bets from Edward Eads asking, Jim, is it a sleepy spot for Iowa State tonight? No. No, it's a best bet. I bets. think they hammer north dakota uh, minus 24 and a half I'll, I'll make sure that that's the current number uh, but i just think their defensive intensity against the team with like clearly inferior talent uh, 
has been awesome already this year. It's going to continue to be awesome. It was awesome last year. Uh, I think off the loss to UConn, there's a little bit of anger. Maybe they're slow out of the gates, but I think by second half, they completely crush North Dakota. And yep, minus 24 and a half. Give me the clones. Best bet. My best bet. I'll reiterate it. Mr. McKeon, it's Toledo. Minus two and a half first half. I think full game is still worth a dabble, but I'm going to make my official play first half. Get that first half um, turbo boost is what we need. Kai. And my best bet is UNC Wilmington plus one as discussed before. Are there really only seven likes on this video? No, I've got, I see 63. Okay, good. The chat's wrong. 76 now. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say what Uh, UNC Wilmington plus one, my best bet. That does it for us. We are back. In fact, tomorrow at the same time, 1 PM, 1 PM Eastern, excuse me. Oh, little programming note. We are going to be off on Saturday because the U S advanced in the world cup. We're sorry, but it's a once in every four years type of thing. You understand. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks to Bet Rivers. Thanks to Field of 68. We will see you tomorrow.